Hi, everybody. I am Amanda Gazzola, and this is the Health and Guelph podcast where stronger meets community because we are stronger together. Every episode, I get to interview different professionals in the Guelph community and talk about mental health, body health, fitness, as well as learn about who they are, their journeys, and just get raw and real. So get ready to get connected, inspired, and simply just feel good because we are all stronger together. Hello, strong friends, and welcome back to another episode of Health and Guelph. I am your host here, Amanda Gazzola. On today's episode, we have Lucy DeAngular, who is a postpartum personal trainer. She is the owner of Fits and Eats. She's the mom of three, and she has been, she's going to be probably one of, uh, I feel like this episode is pretty special because it's so relatable. It's messy. Momhood can be really messy, especially when you're a mom of three, you own your own business, you're in a pandemic and you're going through your own postpartum journey as well as owning a business and you're at the mercy of it all. And it's basically just about going with the flow, not feeling alone, trying to fit in your fitness, but also like when you're going through the postpartum phase and you're dealing with prolapse, like, you know, it's making the time for that in a time where you don't even want to do it. And I love this episode because I feel like many people are going to be able to relate to Lucy with what she's going through. And also this is about community and not being alone and knowing that like everyone's stories, they can be so relatable. And I totally can relate to Lucy in this in every single way, probably not the mom of three, but a mom of one. And, um, I can only imagine what it would look like in that us than in her eyes. So thank you guys so much for being here. I hope that you enjoy this episode. All right. Welcome back to the Health and Guelph podcast. Today, I am with the beautiful Lucy Dangler and who she is. She's a postpartum fitness trainer that basically helps people in their postpartum phase, but she does so much. It's just like not one size fits all. It's just basically we're going to dive in deep and just talk about her, her journey today and learn something. And uh, again, she's from Guelph. This is all about basically being there for each other in this community. Welcome, Lucy. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. Oh, I'm excited to chat with you because you, um, how, I don't even know how we came about finding each other, but it's like, you just popped in my message messenger just one yeah, day I on think Instagram. I might have just like creeped you on Instagram. We're like, Oh, I want to talk to this person. <laughs> totally. And then vice versa. When he popped in, I was just like, Oh my God, like she has such a great following. Like, how do I not know her? And I'm like, was so honored that you even wanted to talk to me. So this is really cool. You are basically known as Fit and Eats uh, in the Guelph community. Yes, that's right. Where did that name come from? Um, Originally, way back before I had kids, um, I had just graduated holistic nutrition school and I was originally a personal trainer already. And I wanted to kind of blend the nutrition and the fitness side together. So the fit and the eats uh, kind of go together. And that's just how it came about. But then as my journey evolved, I'm no longer really doing the, the nutrition side for clients. I wanted to specialize more in the postpartum realm but I've just kept the name I've debated whether I should change it but now people know me as this so I'm like I don't want to risk it 
totally well I would have like pegged it as you being like a foodie because like I love right? eating so I just thought like it was just like a fun thing where like you know fit and eats and it's just like kind of like what does yeah maybe I could just have it as like I'm fit and I love to eat as well <laughs> right yeah <laughs> perfect perfect so tell people who you are you have like this beautiful accent and it's oh, just like yeah like you. <laughs> so um I have lived in Guelph for, let's see, six and a half years now. Um, but in Canada, I moved over in 2010, and I'm originally from the northeast of England, North Yorkshire, a small town called North Allerton, or even smaller than that. I lived in a tiny little village with like 10 houses. Um, called Yaffith <laughs> so it's a pretty funny name Yaffith. it is <laughs> um so yeah I went to school in Liverpool and did my um degree there physical education and sports development so I've always lived a very active life grew up with my dad running marathons and taking me to all of the meets I think I went to my first marathon when I was two weeks old oh my so god wow my mom traipsed down with my dad when she was like two weeks postpartum and I'm like mom how did you do that totally wow talk about like you were just born with it right exactly it's in my blood so I moved over to Canada and I became a personal trainer worked through the good life system um, and then evolved to working on my own I have three girls um, who are almost eight, three and a half, and then just turned one. And it was after my firstborn that really got me on the journey of um, postpartum fitness training. And postpartum is real, for sure. Yeah, just noticing that there's like a huge gap in the industry, or at least there was back then, the gap is getting smaller which is good uh, mm -hmm. a huge gap in education for trainers um to train postpartum women and the body is like such an incredible thing what it goes through it needs to really be nourished and looked after the proper way and I was not doing it after having my first I think a part of it like I think being from the fitness world, I definitely understand it more like going into it. Cause I'm a little bit older and I just had my son like eight months ago, but yeah. at the same time, like you don't know what you don't know until you start going through it. There's like a thing yeah. where you're like, Oh, now I totally get it. Right? So I was like scary. three, three months postpartum doing CrossFit. And I'm like, what? And I'm, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm like, on why, you. Am I, why am I doing this? And it actually took me, I think it was 18 months to realize that something was not right. I was the first of my friends to have babies. So I didn't have anybody to talk to. None of the people that I worked with, they were all younger than me. They didn't have babies. So that I'm like, I didn't know who to talk to or who to turn to. I was leaking. It turned out I had a prolapse. I had like terrible SI pain. I'm like, what's going on? And I didn't know what was going on. Like what had happened to my body? So yeah. And oh. that was, I was 18 months before I figured out something needed to be done. 
did you go to like your OB or did you just like look Google it or like saying like this is happening I was googling and looking up um leaking and like pressuring your pelvis um all these kinds of things and it was um the first point of call for me was Belly's Inc I'm not sure if you've heard of that company no um there was a founded by three women they don't own it anymore I think they sold it but three women from like Toronto I think Um, a personal trainer a fitness doula and a physiotherapist so they started this um, training company called Bellies Inc and they are also known for their belly binding wrap the postpartum wrap. Mm, I did hear of the wrap, so, so I didn't put them two together. Yeah, so they actually have a training course for personal trainers to learn about the body and how to train people postpartum. So I went to that and that's what got me on the route to go and see a physiotherapist. Um, and that's eventually how I figured everything else out. wow that's really like because it's prolapse like let's just talk a little bit about that because this is like all about educating women and understanding like the postpartum like what you feel especially because you do feel something down there when you have prolapse and it can be kind of like scary and intimidating especially if you're like basically yeah so I felt like I was completely broken I did I felt like I was broken I would I remember I was walking and it just felt like there was a tampon falling out and mm-hmm. I wasn't wearing a tampon and it was just That's that, exactly the feeling yep like a chafing almost and the pressure and I'm like I can't carry on I have to go back home like it doesn't feel right um and then I made the call to see the physiotherapist and that route helped me in my rehabilitation but like in that moment in time I was crying I'm like what is going on why is my body failing me why is it doing what it's doing like I just didn't really understand what was happening and I couldn't get my head around it and I just cried and I cried totally going to the going to like the pelvic floor, the physiotherapist, like Mm -hmm. it's a game changer just to be able to speak to someone about that. Because sometimes like, I don't know about you, but like, it was hard to talk about it. Someone didn't really get exactly like, cause their birth experience was different than yours and like rehab, like everything just looks completely different. So it can be like, why me? Why is this happening to me? Yeah, exactly. And you go through all of these what ifs, what if I'd have done this and what if this had happened instead and maybe could I have prevented it and it's really hard to know as to whether you could have like prevented these things from fully happening, maybe it's just how my tissues react and with like the hormones going through your body and then obviously not getting into the right training routine did it happen at the birth did it happen during the pregnancy was it just exasperated by what I was doing in the year after I had given birth like all of these what-ifs go through your brain and you're like I could have changed it I could have changed my outcome and it's no good thinking like that though 
like no it definitely like, doesn't help if, you but if, it's you can't help but like have those no. honest like thoughts that come into your, your head and then you're like right then you get lost in them because like again it's so easy to get down on yourself and whatnot yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. Exactly. So after you figured out you had prolapse, like, and then mm-hmm. you went to your pelvic uh, physiotherapist, like yep. what ended up, like what ended up being that aha moment that like started to, everything started to make sense for you so that you can kind of, cause this is about like helping someone meeting them where they're at. And so they're probably yep. feeling this or going through this or like have went through this and like, but what ended up being the aha moment where you're, you're like, put the, started putting those dots together. I don't know if I necessarily had like an aha moment. I was just living through the process, doing the homework that the physio had given me, looking up all of the courses that I could do and teach myself in the training that I was doing and the approach that I was having with um, my body and then for other people's bodies to help them realize um that the training can be different and can be beneficial for you so I don't know if it was like this big oh this just has to happen it was more of a gradual process in my mind while I'm like easing the pain of how I'm feeling and thinking I'm going to turn this around for positive to help the community and really narrow down what I wanted to do in my work because I was new to Guelph as well. So I hadn't really put a standpoint on where I was. Um, I didn't have much of a job. I had like a couple of, I think I was working at Lululemon at the time, actually in Sherway. So I was driving. Um, <laughs> it's a big drive. <laughs> a big drive. I'm like, because I lived in Mississauga before, so it was nothing. Um, <laughs> so I was working there and like, I need to figure out what I can do. And googling all of these um are thinking oh is there like a group fitness out there for mums and babies and there wasn't really anything and I'm like oh maybe I should get into this and and help everybody out and that's what happened I did it out the park just around the corner from me and that was it that's where it all started that's where it all started so for somebody, if like, what does training look like in the postpartum phase when you're a personal trainer and like, mm-hmm. again, they're talking about like the six week mark, like, yeah, you can start working out and getting back to yourself at six weeks. Like I know for myself, like, and my head space was there, like, okay, I can definitely, but my body was not. And yeah. like, so the Again, disconnect have, between your head and your body is, oh, is huge. It is yeah. huge. So like how, what does that look like? How, like, what have you seen with the commonalities when you're training like these women and like, they're like your six week mark, but I'm like, I like, get down. I know I felt like, I know this, but I like felt so felt down and whatnot. Yeah. So. Yeah. So the approach I take, I have like this tagline, a strong mom needs a strong foundation. So it's about building the body up from that base uh, so that you can then get to what you want to be able to do in the future. So nothing is off the table. It's just the, sl- the, the process. It might be slow for some, it might be quick for others, but it's teaching those foundational layers to be able to build upon to get you to the next level. So my first part of call, if um, 
is breathing. So breath work is huge. I should say breathing is the first part of call, but I always like to say, go and see a physio, get them to do the full workup so that you know how your pelvic floor is acting um, so that then I can tailor make the sessions for you. So the physio is like the first step. Breathing and then physio, because physio, you might not want to go until after the six week mark, but you can definitely start the breathing like the day you come home with the baby. <laughs> oh, perfect. Okay. I yeah. have to interrupt here. Um, yes. You keep, uh, so you, your mic is down here. Oh, sorry. And you keep moving it. So just, it's one of those things you don't know, you don't know until you start doing it. So, hair up as well. So. So my apologies, but at the same time, it's just like audio. It was just the audio. So I apologize. All right. So we'll where, where were we? So it was the foundation. So perfect. So you're talking about the foundation and basically the breathing, but you have to speak with the pelvic floor therapist or therapists, mm-hmm. like just to get you to like, to make sure that we're all on the same page. Cause it is yeah. about communication with all the professionals. We, we all yes. work as a team. So exactly. The layers are built on that. And that's one thing that like, it's a, it can be in mind. I, I have yet to know if I want to swear on this podcast, so okay. <laughs> it can be a little bit of a mind F because you know, your mind, especially if you are more in the, there's different types of people. If you're more in the yeah. active and want to get back to your fitness, the starting at the breathing can be a mind F because you want to do so much more. But at yeah. the same time, we, I know for myself, like I know we have to start there and Mm -hmm. this is where you have to be gentle with the process because if you want your body to heal, you have to go with the flow. You have to just like break all those, the break down the narrative that we have in our head. And I found that one the hardest, but I humbling at the same time, because I'm like, this is what people mostly feel. Right. Right. And the breathing part can be so, can feel very unnatural as well. Like I find a lot of women struggle getting the proper breathing habits. They either reverse the breathing or they're getting too shallow of a breath. And that they really, they really find that the hardest part. (laughs) That okay. I want to talk about that one because it is true. We do, we normally can't breathe properly. We Mm -hmm. normally don't breathe properly. It's normally the shallow breath. But do you find when you're in the postpartum phase, especially for new moms, that like I mean, you're like thrown into the scenario. Your body feels like poop. You have a baby now. This is all new. And you're basically living. I felt like I'm living through anxiety because just everything yes. is so new. So you're planning it like you're constantly like, I feel like my shoulders are at my ears all yeah, the time. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. And you're taking such shallow breaths because you're just trying to survive. And so breathing to... is like your friend during this because you might not even be breathing some days that you don't even know. And so it's right. like, yeah, coming all back to that connective, like mind muscle connected breath with like your pelvic floor. It's like, yeah. it's, that it is a game changer doing it that. It does it make is. a huge difference. And it's the first step in that foundation. You can't build a house off of like a, a shoddy foundation. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. So what would be the second one after the breath? The second one would be figuring out um, where your strengths and weaknesses are. So let's say you're struggling with that breath and getting a full um, lung full of air, trying to figure out 
which muscles are hindering that if you can expand your rib cage what your alignment looks like um whether you tuck your pelvis you know the typical mom stance where you've tucked your bum under and then you're rounding your back um so it's about more the postural analysis and figuring out which muscles need strengthening which need weakening uh, not weakening stretching um so that we can kind of get your body back on track and in the right optimal or preferred alignment to help you to build on the rest so that would be the next the next step loosening areas strengthening areas Definitely. Depending on the person. <laughs> it's yeah. so much so funny how you manipulate the body to try to accommodate the little one. Like your body will do go over these great like lengths to like try yeah. to like nurture or like uh, you're in that holy F moment, like where you're like yeah. trying to juggle and hold all these things all at once. It's crazy. And then your brain just doesn't want to check in with what you're trying to get it to do. Like you'll be trying to coordinate something like, I don't know a dead bug and you're like trying to get one leg to go one way and the arm to go the other way and your brain is like no I'm not doing this <laughs> okay flailing on the floor she's not literally talking about a dead bug it's the exercise the dead yeah. bug where you're yeah. opposite hand opposite foot go at the same yeah. time <laughs> so you're like lying on your back and your arms and your legs are in the air and it kind of looks like a dead bug <laughs> it definitely does <laughs> it definitely does and that's and then- more of an advanced move there are like ways that you can break it down before that um but still the brain doesn't like to compute what it's no doing. too too many things happening at once for sure and mom yeah. brain is so real <laughs> right and when you're sleep deprived that's oh my god one of the biggest things so making sure that mums are not trying to do more than what they're capable of in the early days is can be one of the more challenging things so like they want to do this hour-long workout but they've had very very broken sleep and that's not going to help their their health and their physical health they might be prone to more injuries if they uh if they're not sleeping well so yeah making sure that the the workouts are tailored to what is happening with that mom in that point of time so yeah yeah, hundred percent. And because like, yeah, you just had a baby slash, um, still working, like you're still kicking yeah. it like good job. Um, how, how do you find most moms, like, especially in the pandemic right now, when you're training them, like, like how is their mental being like with being isolated and then like thrown into this thing? Like, how is everything? Yeah, like that? It's, it's hard because there isn't very much for in-person Uh, for the mums to go and do especially it's the middle of the winter now so you can't just go out easily and do like park exercises together or mummy meetups like throw your blanket on the floor so I feel like the the mental strain is quite quite hard there it's always very nice to see the people in person um, and do the classes in person when the government allows me to (laughs) definitely it does make a big difference to being able to be in person. And have you been giving like suggestions, like, especially like, I, cause even working with some clients and giving mm-hmm. them suggestions, like I'm taking my own advice, like half the time, like, because like, I feel that I, yeah. it's so easy to get caught into like, like that, like, oh, these, like the day, like, I don't know, eight months has been with Nathan has been amazing. It's been yeah. fast. 
but sometimes those days are super slow. And so it's like, I'm literally doing some yoga moves with him underneath me, just playing around and playing peekaboo. Like I get to like go, I go, I'll be crazy because like, I need to just like let out some Mm -hmm. stuff sometimes. So I'm like, "Ah!" like, right. Trying to get some movements in, like, it's so imperfect right now, but it's like, at least I know I'm doing something, but like, what have you suggested? Um, I always suggest to try and get out the house somehow, (laughs) even if it's not for movement, go for a drive, do something to just change the scenery because looking at the same four four walls all day, every day is, it just messes with your mind. So going out, messaging a friend, um, if you if you can meet up with a friend, meet up with a friend. Um, but just changing your scenery really, really helps, and that's uh, that that's what I tend to to drive towards my mum's. And also not to get too down on not being able to do all the things that you want to do. Like just take joy in those smaller things, um, and like revel in in that as opposed to the grand picture that you wanted and the things that may have been taken away. So, so yeah. I, I love it. And I totally don't disagree. And one of the things like, cause I, I, I love asking like some questions during, like when I have handed a form and whatnot. And mm-hmm. one of the questions I have to people is like, how do you stay motivated and on top of things with your role as a business professional and like being a mom? And I love how you're like, I don't, and that's okay. <laughs> like, yeah. like, because that is, I can't like, it's imperfect action. Yeah. all the time. So right. I love that you said that. Can you elaborate more on that? Because like, again, hearing from other people and not feeling alone is like my goal with like yeah. this podcast. So like my personality is like an all or nothing kind of personality and it has been in the past. So I'm either all in or I completely throw in the towel and I just can't do it anymore. And it's always been a battle, like trying to be okay with that that like there'll be days where I don't want to do anything and the next day I'll be like oh you were so lazy like you didn't do this and I would beat myself up for for not getting done what I wanted to get done and it's taken having three kids in a pandemic to realize that it's okay not to have your stuff together all the time and not to feel motivated to do things and realizing in that moment that that's what you need to just take a step back take time to just reflect and and just be present in where you are and not beat yourself up for not getting the laundry done or not doing the dishes or not doing the the like write-up the follow-up from the clients all that kind of stuff and just like take that space that you need so that's uh yeah that's it's hard to do. I t- I'm an all or nothing girl and totally agree with you there. It, the pandemic has definitely taught me a lot when it comes mm-hmm. to being gentle with yourself and being yeah. gentle with like where you're at. Because again, like I was like always like planning like eight steps ahead of me and like I was never present. I was always yeah. thinking about the, the future and doing things to get myself always in this good place. But I never felt yeah. like I was in this good place. Right. <laughs> like what, a, like it just, just didn't make sense. But now yeah. like, especially having Nathan, I'm much more gentle with the process. I like, I even have on my, uh, 
my mirror, give yourself a high five because like, again, I spend most of the time by myself with Nathan, Yeah, you know, but so I teach him how to give you a high five. Yeah, I am actually, I'm in the process of that. And he's like, it it works sometimes, but exactly. Like, it's like about those like little, like recognizing those moments and being aware that like, you know, it's okay. And then being happy with what you get done and being content that if you didn't get done, oh, well, tomorrow, like what's the worst that's going to always going to happen. And it's not, and it's not going to stop you from getting to where you want to be eventually you can have those big dreams and you can have those big goals but they don't have to happen every single day and you don't have to do something towards it every single day like slow and steady wins the race like take small chunks one day take no chunks one day and then take big chunks another day when you're feeling motivated and you're feeling the drive and just roll with it so true. I love that. And that I yeah. couldn't say it more perfectly. Um, <laughs> so what is like one of the biggest uh, failures or challenges that you've had? And I, they're not failures. So I they're, like they're learning yeah. lessons. So what is learning the biggest lessons. learning lesson that you've had in this past year, couple of years, like you're a new mom, like we had to had to have a business in a pandemic. Like, right. This is like learning, like we're like for, from each other. What's the biggest <laughs> learning curve you've had? My biggest learning curve would be around, so this third pregnancy was very hard on my body. Um, It was an unplanned pregnancy. We thought, oh, family of four, we're happy. No, (laughs) Flora decided to pop along. So that has definitely been one of my biggest challenges and how my body reacted to that pregnancy and the recovery afterwards so that's been yeah you've been talking you've been talking about your recovery and being open like about it and that's really nice like for the for the listeners like what is your recovery been going through what have you been what's been happening well I mean when I was early postpartum I found out my mom had cancer uh stage four ovarian cancer had has so this last year has been trying to help her emotionally and be there for her in another country through a pandemic not being able to travel having a new baby Um, so that's been my biggest mental challenge along with at the same time the prolapse being a lot worse than it was not wanting to do my rehab because you just feel miserable and like the world's out to get you and just really feeling like you don't want to do what you want to do and you just can't connect and you just feel a complete disconnect really because you're like well what's the point hundred <laughs> percent yeah that's a so, lot that's a lot to feel and go through and I'm so right? sorry about that at the same time like she's I can't doing imagine. well now though she's doing well now She's yeah, you got to see her, her chemo and we went, I went over in December. So that was nice. And she's doing well. So I'm, glad to, I'm happy to hear that. So far, so good. Sending much love to, but I, that's like, a, that's, that's exactly the hardest part is like trying just to cope and survive through that. Right. Plus trying to stay motivated and do all that. That is like the human brain of like so much happening right yeah, there. Exactly. So it was, and you're in your, your early post postpartum and your hormones are all over the place. And you're like, what is going on? And your husband's out of work and all of this stuff. So we've, we've had a lot. 
and like my work being shut down like you couldn't go and 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 work in gyms because the government closed things down and you're like you're thrown through all of these loops and trying to crawl out the other side but I made it we're here (laughs) good good job but that's like what makes you so relatable because like then that's why people like to work with you because you can't get more real than that like you can't like no one could ever imagine and like that just makes you I hope you realize how strong you are coming out of this and thank you still we're in the process of course like of working through some too so right Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I did what I needed at, at the beginning and then I took a break and it's now 12 months postpartum and I'm getting back into it and figuring out my body again. Now I feel like I've got the space. Now I've got the mental space to be able to. Um, Eden going back in school in person helps. And Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah then on top of that, yeah, kids home too. Like, right? oh my God. Like, oh my gosh, I call that, that being a super mom. <laughs> and then the, like the one other cute answer that you had, I'm like, what's your superpower? <laughs> your your answer was uh, what, like just, uh, oh my God, where is it? Oh, I- What's oh, that's a tough one. My superpower is that I'm managing to keep my kids alive in a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. That really? is a huge one. Plus like still doing you like good job, yep. mama. And thank, thank you, you so much for being on this podcast. How can people find out more about you? Um, you can find me on Instagram is my main uh, part of call these days. So Instagram, I am at fit and eat. So many good videos that you have on there to like for Thank postpartum you. exercise, especially yeah. the core pelvic area. Great job. Like free resources very, for yes. the mums to go and look information. I like to post uh workouts and like useful tidbits and like motivational things. Make sure you're not feeling down and that we're all in this together. So that's the main part of call. I do have a website um as well. Um fitandeats.com um but they're the main they're the main things I'm on Instagram but I'm I'm on Instagram the most more than Facebook um yeah. so yeah that would Perfect. be how you'd get out reach out to me awesome thank you so much for being on the health and wealth podcast Lucy it was absolutely a thank pleasure you. thank you for sharing your story just sharing more about who you are and you know why you do what you do like your passion is definitely you can see it in your videos and everything that you do on Instagram to try to help people so thank you so much thank you Thank you for listening to the Health and Guelph podcast. This show would simply not exist without you. If you know somebody in the community who would be a great candidate to be on this show, send them my way and email me at amanda at reloveandrise.com. And what keeps us going and staying on the forefront is liking, commenting, and subscribing. Please share this podcast so we can keep this community connected. Thank you, Guelph, and stay strong.